Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship, and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social, and economic renewal in our immediate communities, and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Awesome. Please have your seats. Um, so today, we were supposed to start a new series. And, you know, between us, the leadership, the media team, everyone, we were struggling to get it going. And then it occurred to me that we needed to give thanks. So we say today shall be Thanksgiving Sunday. Now, some people, they like to prepare a little bit more for Thanksgiving Sunday. Even me, I would love to. But it just occurred to me in the middle of the week that we need to flip this thing and give thanks. All right? And so I'll, telling you a little bit, I'll be telling you a little bit more about that. By the way, those two locations now take us to 60. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. 60. Two years ago, we were at 18. They call that growth. Yeah, two years ago, we were at 18 locations. Yeah. Now we are at 60. Where a mighty God we serve. So I've often told you about the story of how I miraculously passed my senior six exams. Those who are out of the country, senior six is the highest class of high school in Uganda. By the way, we have people here from Worship Harvest, Nairobi. Where are they? Can you stand up and we welcome you? Ah, welcome. Welcome. Thank you for being here. So, anyway, so I always tell that story, and because it's my story, I can tell it anytime I want, anywhere. So, yeah, who, you, this side, they don't enjoy my story. Even you guys don't enjoy my story. Okay. So, <laughs> so, in my senior six, I was not performing well in, in class. In fact, the not performing well problem started in senior five. Now, from P1, I never went to nursery school. I don't know nursery. But from P1, primary one, so there is no nursery schools in the village. So, have you ever seen a, a nursery school in the village? No, you just go straight. P1. School, school going age. So from primary one all the way to senior four, I had been some sort of academic demagogue. As in, I demolished the books. They had nothing on me. Yeah. Exam, what exam? In fact, it was so bad that in Olivo, in my senior three and four, while everyone was revising, hmm, I was in the library reading history books about the Second World War and other things, and I wasn't offering history as a subject. <clears throat> yeah, I'll go to the library to read novels and history stuff. And yet I, I was a, a science guy. I was into sciences. <clears throat> so while people were busy revising, yeah, in fact, in, in our Oliver school in Butiki, we had this history teacher who was like known across the whole district. He produced these pamphlets that guys lived on. Yeah. Empire. Even though I didn't offer history, I know what was in there. Empire of Ghana, uh, Dahomey, Sijui, what? Oh, Empire of Oyo, Mali, all that stuff. So, in our school, all over, people used to pass history really well. 
I didn't do it. I was focusing on uh, the sciences because anyway, they were compulsory. So I passed Oliver, QED, I got from Weedy. I got to Mwiri for A level and I was offering PEM art, physics, economics, mathematics, and art. And then I realized, hmm? you know, like those fights where the other guy has been conserving energy <laughs> for the second half. Because when I went to Senior 5, I realized that the books, they had been saving their slaps for me from that point. Yeah, because all the stuff that you used to go well in O-level and primary, it wasn't going well at all. Yeah. So by the time I was doing mocks, I was being mocked. Now, by faith, I still insisted that I was going to go to Makerere and do a course called architecture, which was new, and they only took the very best. In fact, when I showed up in my art class first year, that there were six people in my class who were in the top ten in the country. Yeah, one class with yeah, four from the sciences, two from the arts, six people in the top ten were in one, this one class of about 25 people. It was like Israel. We are like Jews. Now, the detail is that so, anyway, academic slaps are happening, then my mother dies two weeks to the exams. So now, even these things of Last minute what? Nothing. So I, I go in there and a few miracles happen. God works some things and I see the papers. And it's time to go home. Last day. I don't remember what paper it was. So I remembered that GP, I think it was general paper for what, yeah. So I remembered that I'd left my jacket in the prayer room at the chapel. In, in Mwiri, we had the chapel, beautiful, which had a prayer room in the basement, and we would go there and pray, yeah, during exam time. <clears throat> now, if anyone needed prayer, it was me. Maybe the other people could revise, but for me, really, nothing was going to work. So I had left my jacket and, and so my sister Maria had come to pick me from school. So I go to the chapel basement and I get my jacket. Now, I, I was running out of the basement, like literally with my jacket, to run to my dormitory to go home. When a force that I can't describe whether it was physical or spiritual, or otherwise, I don't know. I, what I know is that it, it wasn't something I was thinking about. Literally threw me back into the room with the instruction, give thanks. <clears throat> Go give thanks. You know, like you've grabbed your jacket. <laughs> Go give thanks. And I had to go back into the basement prayer room. Yeah, it, it, up to today, I don't know whether it was an angel or I just know it wasn't a conviction I had. I didn't come from the paper saying I'm going to give thanks. I came running to pick my jacket to go home. I went and gave thanks and I went home. The rest is history. Results came out. I was the first best in the country and all of that. Now, what I want to tell you is, I know, okay, that if I'd skipped that giving thanks thing, 
I will not have made it. Yeah, even though the exams were over and now it was up to the people marking, I, I know, me inside, that I will not have succeeded. I know it was a, a series of things. It was a series of things that God did in that time of extreme turmoil, including guiding me to two books that were not part of the syllabus and taking me to you know in math you do the numbers that's how you revise you don't read the book taking me to do the exact numbers that came in the papers in the books that are not on the syllabus go give thanks that was the instruction I don't know about you, but I find that in life, normally, complaining comes so much more naturally than thanksgiving. And that's why defeat seems to be more widespread than success. Because thanksgiving is part of the success equation in any aspect of life. But we are not the first ones. In Luke 17, verses 11 to 19, you think we can read it? Let's read. It says, Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. Then as he entered a certain village, there met him ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. Let's first stop there a bit. Being a leper in those times was a very serious problem. Yeah. Leprosy was not even Ebola. Okay, like, it's like the thing that you should never get. Because it destroys your life in all the five capitals. When you got leprosy, you were an outcast. So you didn't have any relational capital. They literally got you out of your home and took you to the lepers colony. And you lived there with other lepers that were not your relatives. You, did, you couldn't do a job or any work. So financial capital is gone. Intellectual capital is gone. It destroyed your body. Physical capital is gone. Spiritual capital, you were not allowed to go to the temple to make any offerings or see anyone if you had leprosy. So it was the thing that destroys you completely. This is what these 10 guys were facing. Now, how they escaped the lep leper colony and ran into Jesus that part of the movie, I don't know. But what I just know is that somehow they saw Jesus. They were not supposed to be out on the streets. In fact, if you're a leper and someone realized you're a leper, and they would start stoning you immediately. Because like, what are you doing on the streets? You should be in the leper colony. They set off a certain part of the city where all the lepers lived. You just want that to live there until you die. So I don't know what problem you have today. I want to hope it is not that bad. I mean, the fact that you're here in church means it's not that bad. You can associate. All right? Verse 14. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And so it was that as they went, there were cleansed. Now, this is another interesting part. According to the law, if you were a leper, you only went to show yourself to the priest after you're healed. I got a cold. Then it evolved into a cough. And now the cough is on its way out. You know those 
coughs that are exiting. Eh? <coughs> they are not like infectious, but <coughs> like you can't fast when you have it because <laughs> Abdil, you've got it. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, you know. Sometimes when you cough, it's like like a warm meal <laughs> charity has got it finally <laughs> don't stretch it so you, you were supposed to go show yourself to the priest to, to prove that you've been what healed now these ones a proper lepers there they are walking to the priest that's what they call faith faith is when you obey an instruction from Jesus to do a thing that is crazy yeah like you're not supposed to do that why are you going to the priest when you're still leprous you're supposed to wait until the thing passes, then you go. Why are you giving to arise and build when you have rent to pay? You're supposed to fast. And then you realize if you do that, you'll be paying rent the rest of your life. Yeah. I, I killed... We killed that system by giving to arise and build fast fruits. In one year, we were in our house. Yeah. We used to even borrow money for renting. You know, like when you have to get an advance from work, which is borrowing. Because the landlord wants three months advance. And because you're living month to month, you don't have three months advance money to pay rent. So you have to get an advance from work. And then in one year, you're in your own house. Look, you, you, you go and try to talk to an economist about how that works. And after you are out of options, come and talk to me. <laughs> it's faith. We, Christianity is a faith. Don't turn it into a science. You are not here to study science. That's on Google. This is faith. Crazy things. You're still sick. You're going to show yourself to the priest. As a healed person and says as they went they were cleansed some people they want they tell God first do it then I'll do my part look the day you start commanding God around you're the new God me you see me here i instruct god and he does what i tell him hey i fear you yeah <laughs> so what next now this is the interesting part and one of them <laughs> how many moja eh? what were nairobi moja mutu moja and i end up with jesus to give thanks out of ten one of them when he saw that he was healed returned and with a soft with a loud voice yeah. your thanksgiving is not supposed to be a quiet private affair how, how did they write about this person because they could see what he was doing it wasn't private but me, I'm grateful insight. You're not. 
I, I, do you understand? These people here, I don't. These people. Do these people this side understand? The one, one. Now, please, I want you to remember before you dismiss what I'm saying, how serious the problem of leprosy was. None of you has suffered anything like that where all the money is gone, all the friends are gone, the whole family is gone, your body is gone, your mind doesn't work, and you are not allowed to talk to God. No one here can understand the gravity of the thing called leprosy. I don't even know how to, what to compare it to in, in today's world. There is nothing like it. A thing which takes away your wife, your children, your business, your house, your parents, your friends, your church, your MC, your body, your health, your hair, your legs, your feet, your hands, your mind, and your ability to talk to God. Do you know anything like that? It's not there. It's that's death. To be a leper was you have died. It's just a slow, painful, at all levels death to which you're wondering, why me? Why? Now, imagine being healed from a thing like that. And you just go on with your life. Imagine that a thing like that existed and you were healed from it and you took no notice whatsoever of anyone who was involved in that. Now imagine that nine out of ten people 90 percent have that kind of behavior it shows you that ingratitude is a human trait bishop doug writes has a book called those who forget people who forget they forget what god has done for them they forget what people have done for them let me tell you, human beings, eh, we are sick with a sickness called sin that just completely destroys us. Like, look, can you forget something like that? You know, it's easy to look at those lepers and say, these guys are not serious. They say that every time you're pointing a finger like this, you have three pointing back at you. <laughs> what have you forgotten? People forget the, the people who married them you know one of the biggest causes of trouble in marriage is forgetting that when you met this person you were a nobody you needed them you were depending on them and now you're a big shot you don't want to know your head is so big you can you are incorrigible you can't go through the door because you've forgotten It's about forgetting 
work problems, forgetting. You forget the day you sat in that boardroom and they were interviewing you and how desperately you needed the job and you could have worked anywhere for anything. Now you have the job. You have never started a business. So you don't know the trouble of running a business. Those who forget. As a pastor, I have the unfortunate opportunity offered by God and heaven of constantly going through that. People you stopped your life for went to the barriers of their relatives. Stop. I mean, this morning I could hardly wake up because it's been a hectic week. We were in events, weddings. We got home almost midnight. My health is not working the way I want it. I still have to get up, find time to pray, prepare the message, condole with those who are suffering, organize the church, figure out how two locations can be launched without the primary people supposed to launch them are there. Come here, preach to you. And then people start being crazy. Ah. She just said, oh, Lord, what should you do? I'm your servant. Ah. Mm. MC leaders. Haven't you experienced what I'm talking about? Yeah. Because to be an MC leader is sacrifice. Yeah. No one is paid to, write, to lead an MC. You go preach to people, they get saved, you bring them in, you disciple them, you feed them, you teach them, you introduce them to important people, you get jobs for them, you teach them how to pray, you teach them how to do evangelism, you teach them how to read their Bible, now they can stand on everything, now you are begging them to attend the mission or community meeting because now they are busy. Mm. Ah, am I, is this a bad message? people at the back they sound like this is a bad message yeah their lack of sound indicates that this is a bad message Over, or is it convicting you so now you don't want to participate I'm just telling you you are not the only one it's a human problem we all have this issue yeah when you've been there then contributions uh, wedding meetings yeah, yeah i'm in love i'm in love okay you're in love let's make organize your love what? yeah <laughs> ah. hmm? parents that's why the message of honor is extremely important you produce someone you wipe their bam bam you, you, you feed them you clothe them you put a roof over their head you, you drive them to school every morning drop off 5am departure you come late you, you are attend teacher what are those teacher things those teacher things uh, teacher parent whatever you're there being taken back to primary school mathematics which you forgot uh, you do homework uh, what swimming what sports day Putting this TV, we want the other program. We want the other one. We want toys, birthday parties. For years, 
person gets job, gets married. You look at your mobile phone every month, nothing. nothing. Just WhatsApp messages once in a while. Hi, mom. Hi, mom. What a shock. <laughs> Not that at reply. Honor your father and your mother. It says that it will be well with you and that you live long in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Oh yes. Who is going to forget? Who is not going to forget? Yeah. Please. I remember like yesterday the night I was in Dr. Isoba and Mrs. Isoba's home. I was supposed to go to senior five. I had disobeyed my mother and changed schools because I knew that my destiny didn't lie in my previous what? Now she couldn't pay because there she used to take potatoes, beans, what? Now this new school they needed cash and because I was a new student I needed to report with all the money no stories and I remember these people giving me an envelope with money which was more than 10 times their rent I'm giving you context, like, so I could go to school. Ah. <laughs> Can't forget. And you know, those who forget, they don't even tell these stories. They want people to always think they made it by themselves. Yeah, someone gives it. Ten times their rent. Say, go, go back to school. Ah, who has helped you that you have forgotten? Because it seems like from the mathematics of the story, 90% forget. To remember the people who have done well for you. To remember the Lord God who has done it for you. You are in a minority. Because one out of ten, one. Look, there's a reason the Bible tells us that it was one out of ten. It is to show you that you are more likely going to fall in the other category. Yeah, like I will not even do the thing here. If I could say, count everyone, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. One, two, three, four, ten. And then you realize all the nine ungrateful, it's every tenth person. In other words, if in your family you were born five, it's only half of you, one half who, who is like, oh yes. Those who forget. Other people there, there. Yeah. Okay. And you know, sometimes you're going to be there thinking, ah, someone else is, is working on it. There's a, a, a very important couple who God instructed. I don't know, it's not, was that instruction? It was, it's the right thing to do. To partner with them in what they do, be there in their lives and what. 
and in our minds we thought that because of who these people were and the thousands of people whose lives they had transformed they were overwhelmed with but yeah like they were just figuring out where to put the stuff that people are giving them so in a certain season because of something that happened that we, we didn't do it for just a couple of months and so when we went to see them I think they came to see us and they said you know what you you people you should know that you are the only ones who do this thing out of thousands But I know that the dead those people go to heaven. Huh, the speeches, the multitudes, the traffic jam, the wanting to be seen that you were also there at the funeral. It will be overwhelming. I know that me, I'll just sit in some corner there. They said, you are the only one. So now me they are thinking, ah, this person is so is impacting so many lives. I think there are so many people who are reaching out to them, honoring them, blessing them. What well, I mean, you ask us. Oh yeah. <laughs> they said you are the only ones. We repented went organized ourselves and decided that we are now going to do it to extreme levels are you one of the nine or are you going to be one out of the ten yeah so Jesus said next verse and fell down on his face at his feet giving him thanks and he was a Samaritan wow yeah it was a Samaritan it was not a Jew it was the unlikely do you know what something I found very interesting and unfortunate and I had this story I've had this story a few times that in families where there is a couple let's say ah, it's not even a good example let's say there is a couple here A, B and they have their own children that they've raised but then they reach out to the extended family and raise more children nephews and nieces do you know that in most cases the people who are honoring those people are the outsiders it's the nephews and nieces not the children yeah i'm telling you that you might be here and your own father and mother are being honored more by your cousins than yourself and that happens more than the other way yeah one of my friends told me that they have this cousin who grew up with them and their parents paid for them that this cousin eh, she went and built a house for the parents the parents wanted to build a house in the village she built it for them and said this girl has money eh? you know people who have money like god has blessed this lady with the money yeah. Meanwhile, them, the children. Ah. Yeah, outsiders are taking your thing. You hear shouting hallelujah. Without wisdom. Yeah, I've seen it many times. The cousins, the nieces and nephews are more into does that uncle auntie who they usually call dad mom 
who did things for them than the real children. Because the children think they are entitled to it. Because these ones have a sense that they didn't deserve that care. Verse 17. So Jesus answered and said, Were well, there not ten cleansed? In other words, he counted. Yeah, God knows the things he has done for you. Yeah, don't be here thinking, God doesn't know. <laughs> The miracle, everybody, it's only me who knows. Look, God is not that daft. God knows the things he's done for you more than you know them because there are things God has done for you which you are not aware of. Yeah, most, of, most miracles are by omission, not commission. Most miracles are the things that don't happen that should then require a miracle. You don't know how many accidents you've survived by God just slowing down a guy who should have run into you because you don't know him. Others can testify of the accidents they had and got out of the car alive, but almost everyone here, there are accidents you've survived where it's not dramatic because God didn't even allow that thing to come that close. So most miracles are omissional. They are not commissional. Yeah. But it says, but where are the nine? Where are the nine? Ah. <clears throat> Next verse. Where there are not any found who return to give glory to God except this foreigner. And they say to him, Arise, go your way, your faith has made you well. Where are the nine? That's the question for us this morning. Why don't we stand and pray? Yeah. Now lift your voice and give thanks to God for things he has done for you. You know them personally. The family he has given you, the faith, the sacrifice of his son, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You are the only You are worthy of it all. For from you are all things, and to you are all things. You deserve the glory. Let's lift our voice and sing. You are worthy of it all. You for from you are all things unto you are all things you deserve the glory lift your voice and sing church you are the orbital you are the you are the orbital
So Father, we thank you. We bless you for the way you've loved us and bestowed your love upon us and your blessings upon us for the health you've given us, the families you've given us, the friends, the provision, the intellect, the wisdom, the abilities, the talents, the supplies, the knowledge of you. We glorify you. We bless you. And friends, if you've never given your life to Jesus, this is the best day to do that. The writer writes in Psalms and says, What shall I render to God for all his benefits towards me? Can someone find me that verse quickly? And he says, I'll take up the cup of salvation. I'll take up the cup of salvation. That's what you can give back to God. There is nothing you can give to God. Psalm 116, verse 13. What shall I render to the Lord for? What shall I render to the Lord for all his benefits towards me? And what does he say, verse 13? I will take up the cup of salvation and call upon the name of the Lord. So if you've never given your life to Jesus, your first act of thanksgiving is to give your life to Jesus. So both here at Nalia and in other locations and online, on radio, on TV, wherever you are, I just want you to put your right hand up if, if that's you. You're giving your life to Jesus today. Put it up straight where you are. Would, I would like to pray with you. I'll just pray with you and you'll receive this gift of salvation. Wherever you are. In all the locations. In all the hosting centers. Even if you're at home by yourself. Take this action of faith. Everyone praying. Everyone praying. Everyone praying. I believe you're there. This is your day. We want to celebrate with you. What shall I render to the Lord? I'll take up the cup of salvation. Just put your hand up. Put it up straight so I can see it. Thank you for my brother for that hand. Somebody else. Someone else. Just come here where I am. Just come. Come. Just come and look this side where I am. Anyone else? You're like... Yeah, I think this is the right thing to do. Anybody else? There are people. There is someone. There are people who need to give their lives to Jesus today. That one, I'm hundred percent sure. That's that's the first thing you can do. Welcome. Just stand here with me. Yeah. Can I? Oh, thank you, my sister. You're welcome. Can I, pastors, please come and stand with these people as they come. More people. Anyone else? Someone else? This altar is open for you to give your life to Jesus welcome somebody else someone else what shall I render to the Lord I'll take up the cup of salvation ask your neighbor if they need you to walk with them they may be fearing this place is safe but you know sometimes when you're not used to an environment it can be maybe someone invited you today maybe you've been coming you know, like you know what in all honesty, I've never made the decision to give my life to Jesus. And you're there. I want to invite you to do that right now. Just come. Just come. Just come. This place is for you. Just come. Just come all the way. Just come. Welcome my sisters. Welcome my brother. God bless you as you come. God bless you as you come. God bless you as you come. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome. Anyone else? This is the moment. This is the time. This is the, this is the day. This is the day. This is the day. It says I'll take up a cup of salvation. Welcome. Welcome, my brother. Welcome. Welcome. Can we, if more people, more people, just welcome my sister. Oh, yeah. Best decision of your life. Welcome. Just, just stand here. Pastors, come and stand with the people of God as they come. Pastors, pastors, please come. Welcome, welcome. Just welcome. Just welcoming you. Keep coming. You are the orbital. Worship team keeps singing that song. 
fall from you I will think Unto you I will think You deserve the glory You are the of it all You are the of it all Thank you Jesus You are the of it all Can we celebrate our courageous brothers and sisters as they make a decision to walk with Jesus today? Now the Bible says that with the heart one believes to salvation and to righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made to salvation. So I'm going to pray a prayer and you pray after me. We believe that you're born again. Amen. So Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I ask for your forgiveness. Take away my sins. And give me eternal life. Today, I accept you as your Lord and as my Lord and Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Welcome to this family. Now. This is Pastor Stephen to my right, Pastor Stephen. If you just go with him, he will just like take your contact so that we can be able to call you back and walk this journey with you. Amen. Welcome, welcome to the family of God. Just go with Pastor Steve over here. Can we celebrate them? And if you're online, the number to call or text is 0775-642449. If you're from out of country, you add the plus two five six, plus two five six seven seven five six four two four four nine to say I have given my life to Jesus. Amen. Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.